the synchronicity played in such a way in our lives that all of these things had to come together in order for us to be able to see each other for the first time in literally years and reconnect. Welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. On the show, it's my job to tease out the creative solutions my guests are coming up with to change the world through creativity, social action, and mindset. I also give you tips and techniques so you can do the same. This episode is brought to you by my class, Meditation for Busy People, where you'll learn how to relieve stress and discover clarity and joy in just five minutes a day. It's also brought to you by the Brain FM app and this podcast host, Podbean. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram or TikTok and check out our shop for merch, music, and musings. The links are all in the show notes. Hey there, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Thank you so much for being here. Please accept my apologies in advance if you hear all sorts of construction noises. Uh, the people next door are doing construction. You've, you've heard me uh, talk about this before in previous apartments we had a lot of construction next door and they're drilling and that's how it is. That's unfortunate, but that's where I find myself. And sometimes you just have to go with what you know and go with the flow and see what you can make happen. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm going to go with the flow and see what I can make happen. I wanted to let you know, once again, this podcast is evolving. There's going to be some new stuff coming. I'm going to be probably changing the name to something along the lines of the Stage, Screen, and Book podcast. I don't know yet. Uh, it's a little bit of a an evolutionary process right now, and I'm excited. I'm also nervous. You know, I'm sure if you've been listening this whole time getting entrepreneurship tips uh, you might go, oh, I'm not sure about this. The creativity aspect of the show is going to continue the sort of talking about some of the uh, more uh, emotional and mental and psychological and uh, synchronous elements that I talk about on the show are definitely going to keep going. That's not going to stop. The communication stuff is not going to stop. I'm going to keep talking about that because I believe truly that communication is the best thing we can be doing as far as learning from each other and uh, being compassionate towards each other and figuring out how to live in this uh, rock with water on top <laughs> hurtling through space. Uh, at in indescribable miles per hour. So uh, yeah, that's not going to change. And I'm probably still going to be doing vegan restaurant reviews and all of that. But I wanted to let you know, again, uh, everything that I've been doing has led me towards doing more writing and doing more performing and doing more theater. And I want to be talking about that. I want to be exploring that, how you do it, whether it's through voiceover or directing or playing music for a show Whatever it is that you're doing or want to do, uh, you should do. <laughs> that's, that's sort of how I'm looking at it. This is not to say that you should drop everything. But sometimes you'll notice that as soon as you start taking steps towards a certain direction, uh, things change. Things move for you. Uh, you've heard me say this before. When you're going the path you're supposed to be going, the universe opens the doors in front of you. 
And when you're not going on the path that you're supposed to be walking, it slams the doors in your face. And I find that I treat that as guardrails. So when I get too many doors slammed in my face, I kind of go, okay, those are guardrails. Like when you go bowling when you're a kid and they raise the little guardrails so that no matter what you do with the ball, unless you go completely in the wrong direction, the ball will sort of go ding and it will careen to one side and the other and it will get course corrected until the ball sort of hits up in <laughs> towards the end of the lane. But those guardrails help you learn where the ball should go. And it also keeps the ball from going into somebody else's lane and mucking with what's going on with them. So that is one of those things. And the environmental education arm of what I do is always going to be an important part. But the education part always has something to do with language arts, always has something to do with creativity and how we can use creativity to look at some of the issues we're facing in our environment and with the animals that we share this planet with. So I want to encourage you to keep listening. And this whole thing is my way of saying, uh, you know, I hope that you're enjoying the journey and I hope that you'll uh, stay along for the ride. And it's interesting because I had an old student from some of my singing workshops contact me and he was going to be auditioning for the gay men's chorus in his town. And we had a lesson just a few days ago, and he still hasn't found out whether or not, I'll update you once I know, he still hasn't found out uh, whether or not he's gotten in, but it was so wonderful for me to get a chance to work with someone I'd worked with for so long, uh, from so long ago, I should say, and sort of get him performance ready. He was ready, and they even said that he had a great sound, which, and that was in one lesson, right? So <laughs> it's phenomenal for me to see someone that I worked with in a workshop I don't know, almost 20 years ago now, come back and go, yeah, I want to audition. Can you do a lesson with me? And we got him to the point where his, the people he was auditioning for were like, you've got a great sound. And why is that important? It's important because often it's a few tweaks, right? It's a few tweaks that will get you exactly where you want to go. And no, he's, you know, he's not a professional singer yet. Uh, who, you know, very few of us are. But the point is that you can get along your path pretty quickly with just a few techniques applied. And if he hadn't asked uh, for a lesson and we hadn't done it, I don't know what what that would have been like for him. But luckily, he was very happy with what he did. And I'm super excited to see whether or not he gets into the choir. And th the reason I'm bringing all this up is because it's about taking steps, right? It's about being present and it's about taking steps. And if you want to try something or do something, it's there's no time like the present. There's no time like the present to start uh, writing that book or audition for that choir or any number of things. And again, once you start on that path, if it is the right path for you, you're going to find doors opening. And I want to talk about something that happened to me just last weekend which was super cool. And it's about synchronicity. And you've heard me talk about this before. I love synchronicity. I think synchronicity is one of those uh, things that we don't tend to think about. I, I was talking about this to Peter, the intern, and he said, synchronicity, uh, isn't that like um, a police album? And I was like, yes, <laughs> it is a police album. But they called it synchronicity because of what synchronicity is. And... Um, so let me talk about this little bit of synchronicity, which I just thought was brilliant. It was so cool. And remaining open to it is, is one of the best things that I think we can do. 
So you know that I lead and manage the Philosopher's Tones. It is a holiday caroling group, one of the premier ones in the East Coast, and we perform mainly in the D.C. metropolitan area. We do travel some out to Pennsylvania, to New York, down to Richmond, places like that. And I'm the leader and manager, so the buck stops with me. And that's another one of those things where if you're the leader or the manager of something, the buck stops with you. If something goes wrong, uh, you need to be the one to address it. So there was a gig last weekend, and I wasn't. I I I live in New York City, so I wasn't going to be traveling down for the gig. But one of the singers fell and uh, broke her uh, leg, and so and nobody else could pitch in because we were we had two other gigs that day. So I had to make the drive. Now here's where the synchronicity comes in, right? I had to make the drive down. Rich, my husband, also had a gig, and the way we work our gigs is whoever, we have one car, and the way we work our gigs is whoever has the gig on the books first gets to take the car if the car is needed, and the other person has to make other arrangements. So Rich had the car, which meant that I was going to have to rent a car. Now, uh, it, it's this is one of those things where, okay, I was going to have to rent a car, drive down to the D.C. wharf, do a gig and then drive home all the same day because I had a gig the following day. So I decided that I was going to rent a car and uh, rented it to pick it up at 9.30 a.m. on Saturday morning from JFK Airport, from John F. Kennedy Airport. And uh, so I did that. I picked up the car at 9.30 in the morning on Saturday from JFK Airport, drove the four and a half hours down, sang at the Wharf DC on their stage where Santa was going to be hanging with the kids later that evening for three hours, had dinner, and then was going to drive the four and a half hours home. While I'm having dinner with one of the other singers, shout out to Steve and and Brandon Steele, you both were amazing. Uh, While I'm having dinner with Steve, uh, a dear friend that I haven't seen in literally five years called. And she lives on the West Coast now, and we see each other really sporadically. We don't see each other often. Like the last time I saw her was 2018. But she's from the New York City area, and unknown to me, she was visiting New York for a couple of days. Here's what happened next. She called and she said, I I was wondering if you're around tomorrow. And I was like, well, I can be for sure. And she said, would you be willing to come to the airport and say hi right before I get on the plane to head home? And I was like, heck yeah. Which airport? JFK. What? (laughs) Right? So she was going to be at JFK airport the next morning. And I was like, oh, my stars. I have to drop off my rental car at JFK tomorrow. What time are you going to be there? And she said, I plan to get there by 930 in the morning. And I'm like, wow, that's the exact time that I have to drop off my car. We're going to meet you. And so we did. Right, Rich? Rich and she hadn't seen each other since 2011. She and I hadn't seen each other since 2018. And the synchronicity worked. I literally was going to have to be at the exact same place at the exact same time as my friend was getting to the exact same place and the exact same time, unbeknownst to either one of us. So we got to stand in front of the departure doors and see each other and talk and catch up for like 30 minutes and that it was all because I had to rent a car to get down to a gig because one of the other tones couldn't make it. And Rich already had 
our, the car somewhere else. And our friend was visiting and was leaving John F. Kennedy Airport at the exact time I was already going to have to be there. Now, I could have rented my car from any of the other airports or anywhere else in New York City, but I didn't. I rented it from JFK. And because of all of that happening, that meant that I got to hang with one of my oldest and dearest friends. Right? How cool is that? How cool is it that the synchronicity played in such a way in our lives that all of these things had to come together in order for us to be able to see each other for the first time in literally years and reconnect? Now, she's one of those friends who I I don't have to talk to every day or every month. I can not talk to her for a year. And when we do reconnect... It's as if no time has passed. She's that kind of friend, right? When she was, she's an old housemate. And when she first uh, came, it was, this is how long ago this was. This was, a, she answered an ad in the city paper in D.C. because uh, we needed a housemate. She answered an ad and uh, Rich and our other housemate were not around when she came. And I knew her for two minutes and was like, yep, you're, you're moving in for sure. I don't even, I'm not even going to check with the others you're perfect. And she is. She's a wonderful person, wonderful human. And so we, uh, yeah, we we were housemates. We were dearest friends. And all of a sudden, years later, this all goes down. Now, it's not a good thing that one of the tones broke her leg for sure. There's obviously that's not that's not a good thing. Uh, but it is part of the overall synchronicity. And to me, being open to that, being aware that it might be working in your life, even if things look like or seem like they're crappy, like whatever happens might be bad or challenging. It actually might be teaching you a lesson you need to learn, or it might be leading you to something different or better down the line. It reminds me of that that old fable about uh, a farmer who... Uh, a horse ran into his uh, stable, I guess, and the people of the village said, oh, you got a horse in your stable? That's so fortunate. And the farmer said, well, we'll see. And uh, a, a few days later, I guess the farmer's son was trying to ride the horse to what they call break him. And you know me, I'm vegan. I'm not happy about that, but it's part of the story. And the horse threw the son and the son broke his leg and the people of the village said, oh, no. Your son has broken his leg. That is so unfortunate. And the man said, we'll see. And a few days later, the army came through and they were uh, conscripting all the young men to go fight in a war. And the son couldn't go because his leg was broken. And the people all said, oh, your son didn't have to go to war. That's so fortunate. And the farmer said, We'll see. And we can keep talking about that kind of we'll see attitude because we don't know, right? We don't know what all the positives and all the negatives are when it's happening. You can only tell that stuff through hindsight. Like I didn't understand that synchronicity was working in my life at that moment until in hindsight, I was like, oh, look at what, look at all of what happened. But it's true. That was synchronicity working in my life. And it, it was such a balm to me because uh, yet another dear friend passed away just a few days before. And I was distraught and grieving. And so seeing one friend whom I hadn't seen in years sort of helped me uh, get a grip on the fact that another friend had suddenly passed away. 
and to deal with that, right? These are these are all things that are going to rock us. And as I get older, more and more of my nearest and dearest are starting to pass away. So, and, and the way I believe it, as far as pa- people passing away, is that uh, their corporeal forms are no longer on this plane, but that doesn't mean that they have lost any of their luster in the sort of luminous plane. So to me, you know... Uh, rest in power and passion, Janet. And yet at the same time, just like with Petra, I still chat with them in my head and in my heart all the time. Uh, Their corporeal forms aren't here anymore. And bizarrely, in another sort of weird synchronicity moment, Janet passed away on what would have been Petra's birthday. So it's just this, if you're a longtime listener, you've probably heard me talk about Petra Mayer. And uh, you've probably listened to the episode. She was the NPR books editor and she was on this podcast uh, a while ago. And then when she passed away, I, uh, I ran an encore of the episode that she did on the show all about book publishing and her role as the NPR books editor. And uh, it, it, she, Janet passed away. It just happened to be right on the day of what would have been Petra's birthday. So synchronicity, I guess, works both ways. It, it gives profundity, but it also gives poignancy to where we are and who we are. And the best that we can do is to notice where it works in our lives. It's not an easy thing, right? We, we all have challenges. We all have uh, trials and tribulations. We also all have good things. They happen to us and for us and with us. And the best that we can do as you've heard me say, is to leave it better than you found it, right? One of the t-shirts, uh, and, I, and I now have bumper stickers, which is super cool, that I, uh, that I sell uh, out of most is, uh, it's, uh, it's, I'm going to actually, maybe I'll put a, a copy of this in the show notes, but it's, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swear in a second, so be aware. Uh, and it, this, this is, uh, welcome to earth. Here are the rules. Take no shit leave no shit, give a shit. And that's, <laughs> that's the bumper sticker and the t-shirt that I, that I sell out of the most. And why? I think we all sort of need that reminder that, that, you know, don't take any guff, uh, but also don't leave any, leave it better than you found it. Don't leave any crap lying around when you leave and also care. That's what give a shit's all about is care. And so when I, when I talk about it, when I think about it, that's sort of where I am with this. And as I evolve and as the show evolves and as my creativity evolves, I'm going to be talking more and more about how synchronicity works in our lives and how we can work with it to make progress and to leave things better than we found them. And maybe that's how I'm going to start ending this show is just, you know, leave it better than you found it. And I think maybe that's it. Maybe I've now figured out the new ending because be bold, be creative, and be kind is what I've ended my show with for years, almost since its inception. And I realized that recently that it's not the only thing. So creativity is always going to play a role in my life for sure. Uh, And the show is evolving towards creativity more, 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 more more innovation, more ingenuity, more creativity, more art, more music, and more science always. Uh, because I think at, at its heart, science is an art as well as a science, if you will. Uh, and and that's because in order to innovate, in order to think up some of the questions scientists think up that they then go and experiment and, and 
see if the results are verifiable and support their hypotheses, is that they have to have that creative spark to think about the questions to begin with. So uh, this is something that's very interesting to me and I hope to you as this show, as I said, keeps evolving. Until next time, this is Isolde Trachtenberg for the Creative Solutions Podcast, soon to be renamed the Screen, Stage, and Book Podcast or Stage, Screen, and Book. Which one do you like better, the Stage, Screen, and Book or the Screen, Stage, and Book? I think I like the Stage, Screen, and Book better. But regardless, I remind you, as always, to leave it better than you found it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in. Thank you.